Hilltop Rats, you're listening to Dying Sing Radio. Let's fucking party. Party! Party! Parlay! Greetings, comrades. Welcome to episode 29 of Dying Scene Radio. I'm Anarcho-Punk, and with me, as always, is my best Bob, uh, my best bud, Mr. Bobby Burns. <laughs> Say hi to the nice listeners, Robert. Hey, how's it going, everybody? You are my best Bob, too, uh, because today we have two Bobs. Not only do we have regular Bob, we actually rook somebody into uh, coming along with us for this episode and co-hosting, and that is Mr. Bob Noxious, all the way from Florida. Say howdy, Bob. What's up, man? Maybe you could just call me Super Bob since you just heard like your your co-host is uh, regular Bob. Uh, I like we gotta that. we we gotta differentiate somehow, right? But yeah. uh, hey. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It's pretty cool to have you after uh, a couple years. And and some of our uh, more astute listeners uh, may recognize the name uh, Bob Noxious. Um, Mr. Noxious was one of the original hosts of Dying Scene Radio back before we booted Mr. Bobby Pickles. So uh, throughout the episode, we're going to be getting to know uh, Super Bob a little bit more. Um, I had a note here. Uh, let's see if anybody gets the reference. So many Bob. I got no? it. 
<laughs> there we go. P. Lander Z. Um, <laughs> there you go. Um, but first, uh, we're going to take care of a little bit of housekeeping here. Um, our intro track for this episode was Chicago Punk Act Steve Buscemi. Good luck uh, looking the band up because all you're going to get is results on Steve Buscemi, the actor. Um, the name of that one was Chicago Real Estate. That's from the brand new 11 track LP, I'm a Doofus which was just released this past summer. Um, so that used to be a one-man act. Uh, the uh, guy's name was Jesse, and um, I'm pretty sure they actually have a full band now. It sounds like it, but yeah. it also sounded like it before because he would just track his own shit, um, and it sounded incredible. Um, but it does sound a little bit more uh, full than it did back then. So, um, yeah, I love that track. I thought it was an awesome track to open up with. Nice energy. When, uh, I love how that guy screams, man. He's, like, yeah. so wide open. <laughs> yeah. he um, it, He's interesting. Chicago now, but he actually lived down uh, at the beach in North Carolina. He's a really cool dude. Every once in a while, he'll send me uh, band stickers um, and Power Ranger trading cards and stuff in the mail, so it's always a, a nice treat when <laughs> I get awesome. uh, a package from him. So uh, We're pretty much best friends is what I'm saying. <laughs> I was going to say, when you well, also you uh, look the band up, you get a, a band that pops up before them on Spotify. They're called Steve Buscemi's Beautiful Eyes. and oh, uh, Didn't goodness. listen to him, but that was a band name that made me laugh, so... Might be something to check do you, out. Do you think that after you come up with that band name, say in this case, you know, the, this car sells Steve Buscemi, that'd be great, right? <laughs> and they don't think about like, you know, the, the Google searches and the Spotify searches and all the different names. And, you know, if you've talked to that guy, do you ever talk to him and ask him about, you know, if it's ever like, man, I wish I'd really just named myself something different. Uh, no, I should ask him, though. I think, and the reason I think he did that is because there's a story about Steve Buscemi uh, down at, in Wilmington, North Carolina, where, where he lived down at the beach, um, where I think he got mugged or he was in a bar fight or something. And I think that's where the, the inspiration came from, although I'm not sure. I'll have to ask him. He's got to make it more known, like what the uh, the backstory is, so we understand, <laughs> yeah. you know, as listeners. <laughs> yeah. So you're not just some weird band named yeah. Steve Buscemi. But there's yeah. a lot of a lot of bands the... doing that these days, right? There's like yeah. Uh, yeah. the Nicholas Rage. I'm sure every time you look that up, it's like, did you mean Nicholas Cage? And you're like, no, no, I did <laughs> yeah. not. No, I meant Nicholas Rage. <laughs> <laughs> All these bands the need to tour keys. together one day. <laughs> yes, they can do it with Racist Kramer. That would yeah. be good, too. Throw Racist Kramer on the bill. <laughs> I got to write that one down and look that one up. Oh, they're, Racist uh, Kramer's fun. Yeah, they're from uh, Salt Lake City. There you go. It's one of Bob's favorites, right? Yeah, we, we saw him a few uh, Christmases <laughs> ago or Christmas Eve or something. It was a good time. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, throughout the rest of the episode, we're going to be playing some more incredible music just like that banger of a track from emerging bands that you were probably too lazy to discover. And we're also going to be talking a little bit about some more of the m more uh, noteworthy scene news from the last few weeks that you were probably too lazy to read. So, uh, with that, let's get everything underway. Uh, Super Bob, what have you been up to? Uh, you, Florida, Florida's been all right. You guys get any of that hurricane? Florida's been hot, you know, uh, <laughs> and we've known for our hurricanes, right? But <laughs> see, I live in the Tampa Bay area of Florida, and for whatever reason, um, and, and I shouldn't say this, you know, out loud without knocking on some wood, but uh, you know, we 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 get pretty lucky where we're at. But yeah, man, Florida, <laughs> we get hurricanes. You know, they'll fuck you up real quick. 
How about uh, shows? You guys, um, I believe you guys are one of the states that are completely open. Not very many restrictions, if any at all. What uh, Have you been to any shows lately? Or you're in a band. Have you played any shows lately? We are wide open down here in Florida. Uh, I mean, the rumors are true. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the answer to both of your questions are, have I been to any shows? Um that's, that's a two-point question. It's part two of your answers. And really just my shows, um, uh, my band, uh, Pigpen, we play, uh, you know, a couple times a month, I guess, you know, regionally within the state. Um, but that's, you know, that's about it, really. Um, there's some cool shows coming up, you know, that everybody's looking forward to, like Circle Jerks are coming through. Mm-hmm. And uh, yep. Bad, Bad Religion is going to be this way. And Are you festing? Of course, fest. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Pigpen has a fest date, but it's not during fest. It's actually, a, hold on, let me say that right. We have a fest date, but it's not at fest. It's actually called Not Fest. Got and it. it's in, in Gainesville during fest, a mile from it. So it's kind of like one of the unofficial parties of it. Yeah, but nice. Yeah, um, things are open down here, you know. You know, there's lots of shows going on. People are, are glad to be back at shows. But, yeah. you know, I think with all that, there's a lot of cautious optimism. It's um, kind of rebounding from, like, you know, the Delta COVID stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, everybody was kind of happy at first because people were kind of getting vaccinated and things were, you know, the air quotes back to normal. But uh, not so much anymore. And, you know, I'm thankful that they didn't shut shows down again and, and people are trying to be safe and do the right thing. So, yeah, a little bit of responsibility is not going to hurt anybody, right? I know, I, I know, I, I sound so old, but I guess everybody has a little bit of responsibility in living uh, within a community or within a certain culture. You have to uh, give sure. a little to take a little. So uh, as long as you're being safe, I'm fine with it. What about you, Bob? LA's kind of uh, still closed down, right? Uh, bad Bob. Yeah. Normal Bob. Regular Bob. Bob Light. Uh, fuck you. Um, yeah. I mean, I got a buddy calls me Bobby Light. Bob. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it sort of closed back down, but I mean, shows have still still been going on. It's really just L.A. County that put more restrictions on things and enforced like mandatory vaccinations and shit, which is, I mean, to be honest, a little weird. Like I went and got mine, you know, first thing. Uh, so I don't care about that. But also now they're like letting go of employees at certain places. And I've had friends who are like having to go get this shit or they're going to lose their jobs. And I mean. I have nothing against the vaccine. It's just a little weird. So I go outside of LA County. I go down to Long Beach and Orange County, and things are normal there. Um, yeah, I, I bet they don't saw, care in Orange County. <laughs> no, no. We went to the Five Point Amphitheater and saw. Um, it was a surprise. Sarah wanted to go see. Um, God, I can't even remember the name of that band. I'm not into them. Uh, the dudes were in 88 Finger Louie beforehand. Oh, no. Uh, God damn it. Uh, if I sat I here long enough, maybe. <laughs> uh, well, Super Bob it. has it. Uh, Super Bob to the shit. rescue. It's oh, like man. the biggest punk band there is that everyone fucking knows that's not really punk. They're all vegans. God. What? Wait, and they were in what band before? Rise Against? Hades Finger Louie. Yeah, it's Rise Against. So we Rise went and saw against. Rise Against. Oh, okay. I, you know, I couldn't think there of it. I don't really yeah. like Rise Against. I'm not a big fan. Um, and every time I go and see yeah. them, I'm, I've seen them twice. They're very talented, don't get me wrong. But, like, 
the singer is just so vague in his lyrics and so meaningless. It's always just like, there was someone mm. holding us down, Damn, but we Bob. were rising above, and like we gotta get together and stuff. And uh, <laughs> I'm just no not into shade. it. But on the well, I was like, yeah, I'll go see it. It'll be fun. Uh, and then on the way, I asked her, I'm like, who's playing tonight? And we we're just getting ready to leave. And uh, she's like, oh, it's uh, the Menzingers. Have you ever heard of them? And I'm like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and <Fuck> yeah, <laughs> and descendants, and I'm like, what the fuck? All fuck right, yeah. <laughs> so we got there right as Menzingers ended. So we caught like one song from them, and then watched all Descendants, and Descendants were fucking awesome, and it was as if nothing had ever happened. I mean, they didn't check us for vaccination records. There was a huge pit. Everyone was maskless, and it was a blast. I had fun. It was uh, well, yeah, going That's back a to normal. Uh, awesome it, it surprise like for you, not expecting. Uh, going in is seeing the descendants, right? Yeah, absolutely. That was a blast. And I think I've only seen them maybe once before years ago. So it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, shows, my uh, new band, we've been playing shows here and there. So yeah, it's been good. It's been fun. Oh, that's nice. I wish I had a talent. I just go to shows. I can't play any instruments. I mean, uh, you, you photograph. Yeah, I do. And I've done quite a few. Um, I think we already talked about the Record Thieves album release show. Um, but if even if I did, it's worth mentioning again. Those, those guys are pretty good dudes, and they released their album uh, uh, late 2020. So obviously there wasn't uh, shows going on or anything. So their record release show was actually like six or seven months after the record actually released. Um, but that was a fun show. That was at HQ here in Denver. All the shows I went to are in Denver. Um, I went. There was a show at Mo- Moe's Barbecue. You guys would probably like going to a show there because you could eat barbecue. Yeah, you've while told you me about that. Yeah, yeah. That was Nothing a, a beats local a show band's with barbecue. Oh man, it's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, but uh, the that was all locals. Um, the Swifts, uh, a little off. Damn it, Jim and Dryer Fire. Which uh, if you guys haven't uh, checked out Dryer Fire, you definitely should. Bob, drop in a Dryer Fire song. That I'm talking about. <laughs> I here. absolutely uh, will. They, they um they play songs about um, making sure that your uh, home appliances are safe. You know, checking your lint trap in your dryer and things like that. And they come out dressed like um, service servicemen, people that would come and service your dryer. So um, that was a good show. Uh, we also had uh, our first festival since uh, things have started getting semi back to normal. We had Punk in the Park. Um, we had our local Scott act, Younger Than Neil, but uh, also the Bomb Pops played. Voodoo Glow Skulls, which was a fucking incredible set. Uh, the Vandals played, Pennywise played, and Fear played. Nice. And Fear is so awesome, they wouldn't let anybody shoot pictures from the pit, so... <laughs> they're, they're way too cool for me. Uh, <clears throat> that's funny. Uh, and then there was um, a really cool um, uh, pop-punk festival uh, called Rocket Fest. Uh, that was a ton of fun. Uh, it was um, mo- mainly... Uh, local bands. I don't think anybody's traveled too far, but it was Years Down, uh, Gunpoint Alibi, Stray the Course, Hello Central, Bury Mia, The Losers Club, uh, and all of those bands were fucking fantastic. So I didn't check my flash batteries before I left for that show, and I didn't catch the uh, last two bands. I didn't get to take pictures because I'm a dumb shit. So Rocket apologies, Fest. Bury Mia and The Losers Club. Have you been to Rocket Fest so- before? I feel like you went out there like two or three years ago or no? No, um, I think it is the first time that they've had Rocket Fest. Oh, okay. Um, and that was at Globe Hall, which is a pretty cool little venue. I'm um, thinking of like yeah. the other DIY uh, one you did right when you got to Colorado. Can't remember what that was. Oh, yeah. There was, uh, yeah. Like, um, oh, 
Punko de Mayo. Yeah, maybe was the first right. thing I shot. Here. Yeah. It was like three days after I got yeah. here. I still had boxes all over the place, but I was like, hey, a show. Let's go shoot it. Yeah, that's awesome. I had to dig my camera out of a box. Um, yeah, so there, uh, things are starting. We get slightly back to normal here. Uh, we are starting to have some shows. We had a festival. Um, but of course, now uh, summer is over and the bitter cold fall is setting in here in Denver, Colorado. So things are probably going to slow down a little bit again, um, only to pick up once things warm up in, I don't know, October of next year, maybe. Well, speaking so of winter coming, I do have a show planned. I got tickets to go see uh, Jeff Rosenstock in December, so I'm stoked about that. Didn't you buy tickets for the uh, Leftover Crack show? At <laughs> that's Alex's? going on tonight. No, I didn't, or else that's where I oh would be. Oh, my God. Yeah. Bob? I could go right now. It's just starting. Yeah. Well, I mean, you really don't bring a lot to the show anyway. <laughs> we need you for the editing. So <laughs> as long as we can still send you the files and you'll right. edit them after. All right. I'll so talk to you guys later. Minute. You're, you're missing uh, leftover, leftover crack to, to do this episode tonight. I am. Yes. That That is hardcore, man. I mean, come on. I mean, give credit where credit's due. But I mean, I'd be at the show. I would uh, be for sure. It's yeah. their 600th and 60th, 600th and 66th show. Oh, interesting. That's, That's really hard to say. Yeah. yeah, right? Man, maybe I should so have smoked one the, less bowl. The, the Satan lovers that they are, you know, celebrating uh, greatly. And that's where at Alex's Bar? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's Long like Beach. a legendary legendary place. I've, uh, yes. I've, I've never been there myself, but as a Floridian over here, I've heard of that. So You know, it's pretty crazy how well-known that place is for as, like, yep. small and dumb as it is you know it's just yeah. like a little dive bar it's uh they definitely have a ton of great shows huh? yeah it's Who it's cool there, it's nice and open um i it's think the last time miners. i was there last time i was there i think was without you and uh that was you with son of a bitch that was with clowns and clowns whip played with mean jeans oh, yeah, that's uh, right. yeah, and yeah. then we saw a teenage bottle rocket there with uh spanish love songs and mm. decent criminal Yes. That, you were there with me yes. at that one, I think. I thought I saw Flatliners there before, too. You might have. I mean, we might have, to be honest. I feel like that sounds very familiar. Yeah, I don't know. It's all a blur. Um, so, uh, I guess most people are going to be here to listen to music. We should probably play a little bit of music, huh? We could do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I usually kick things off here with uh, Boss Man Dave's solid gold lock of the episode. I guess we can still call it that. There's some news coming later. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Boss Man Dave sent this one in. Uh, this is from a, a new 15 track album called The Singles, which was released uh, in 2019. So, I guess it's not that new, but I don't know. It seems like 2019 wasn't that long ago because I haven't left the house. Um, but. Uh, yeah, relatively new. Let's call it that. Relatively new 15-track album called The Singles. Name of the band is Madison Bloodpath. Name of the song is Icebergs. Loose lips sink ships faster than torpedoes or icebergs ever could. Just living here with the stowaways to drown. 
was called Icebergs from Madison Bloodbath. Um, that track was also featured originally on the 2009 EP On Vacation With, which was also their last release prior to this one. Their uh, social media hasn't been very active uh, either since like 2014. So I don't know what's up with them, but they did release an album with singles. So nice. I can't complain. Keep, pump, yeah. keep pumping out music. I don't care about Facebook posts. <laughs> that it. <laughs> It sure as fuck ain't me hook was catchy as hell, man. <laughs> the, I, yeah, those guys are really um, pretty tight, and I hadn't heard of them until Bossman Dave sent it over. So uh, good pick, Bossman Dave. Um, can I so just, I guess we can go ahead and talk about it. What? Oh, what? I was what? just going to say, can you quickly congratulate me for not asking Super Bob any questions during the intro? I didn't do an um, interview. It was good. Well, I, I feel like if I reward you now, you're going to feel like, you know, it's over and the flood floodgates are going to open and <laughs> I, can't, uh, I can't deal with that. All right. I was just looking for a um, little bit of kindness from you. Yeah. No. Um, so I guess, yeah, I guess we're going to still call it Boss Man Dave's solid gold lock of the episode. Um, Boss Man Dave has actually stepped down from uh, managing DyingScene.com uh, just because his life is so busy and he lives across the world. Um, so he has um, tasked um, uh, Jay Stone, senior staffer Jay Stone, um, myself and uh, Mr. Bobby Burns here uh, with running the site. So uh, we know the site's still down. But we have the keys to the kingdom, so to say, and uh, I've been working on it uh, all week on, on trying to find uh, people to assist on us on getting the website up. Uh, so if you are a PHP slash WordPress expert, I guess, I guess yeah. that's what we would call them. Um, uh, let us know. Hit us up, dyingscenradio at dyingscene.com. We're definitely looking for all the help we can get. We're probably looking at full Free stack, work. not going to lie. It's, it's, there's a lot of back-end stuff that's yeah. squirrely as well. So the more knowledgeable you are, too. the better. Yeah, and if you can do it for free, that would be ideal. Uh, <laughs> DIY till you die, right? Yes, uh, yes. They, just, they just don't tell you that you're dying from starvation. We can share <laughs> some of the millions of dollars we're raking in on this with them. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Why do you, you think we're pain, a dying scene? <laughs> our, the website is literally uh, uh, dying. So, um, yes, keep an ear out for that. There will be updates coming uh, over the next few months. I don't think it's going to be something that's a, a turnaround overnight, but we've already started working on it, and we've already started getting um, some feedback on what we need to do to uh, fix it. So awesome. keep an eye out. I can't wait for the site to get back up. I, I'm very excited for that. Um, so... Uh, let's move things along. Uh, because we're lazy, we always do back-to-backs here, and we're going to um, uh, play our next song that was sent in by our number one fan from the Great White North, Spike. Uh, he's always sending us music. I think I have probably about seven or eight more in the uh, hopper after this. So, Spike, you're off the hook for a little while longer. I'll let you know when you need to send in more picks. Um, but this one, um, I, it was another band I hadn't heard of, and they're based there in L.A. Bob, you might have heard of them. They're, I think they're a little bit newer. Um, but they're uh, very emo, which is kind of a little bit off uh, the, the beaten path for Spike. He usually sticks to uh, like a lot of street punk and more traditional. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was uh, a really uh, good pick by him for, for picking something slightly out of uh, you know what he normally listens to. Um, but this is uh, Where Needles and Lovers Collide. 
by If I Die First. was off the six-track EP released in 2020 called My Poison Arms, which is a pretty awesome title. Um, they just released another six-track EP called They Drew Blood. So, Bob, keeping with the theme of uh, releasing uh, EPs I more regularly it. and LPs never, um, it looks like these young gentlemen <laughs> are uh, subscribed to that particular Assholes, uh, theory. all of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I said, those guys, um, they've been around for about a year and a half now. Uh, looks like um, and they're there in LA so Bob you'll have to catch them I know sometimes you dig in the emo right yeah actually uh, so my buddy and I give each other an album every week to listen to sometimes it's new sometimes it's nostalgic sometimes it's things fucking I hate and where he hates it and we're trying to get each other into shit 
Um, and uh, this album was given to me by him. Not this one, but the new one that just came out like two weeks okay. ago. So I've been listening to it for the last three weeks. And then uh, you put it on the list yesterday or the day before. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, I'm super familiar with this now because I've been listening to the new one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So well, there you go. I'm you should definitely... keep an eye out. They'll probably be playing uh, somewhere in L.A. once things open up a little bit. Yeah, I would imagine. And yeah, it's uh, it's definitely, I thought the same thing, an interesting pick for Spike. Um, but uh, I definitely dug it. I, I couldn't figure out what it was a combination between. It's like almost under oath meets something a little yeah. more punk. So yeah. I don't a little know. harder. Yeah. yeah. It was like metal emo punk. I don't know. It's cool. S- Super yeah, Bob, what do you think was, of emo? Yeah, my first thought was like, who the hell's Spike and what decade is he stuck in, man? Because if I die first, I swear it sounds like it's 2005 straight up. Yeah. Uh, for so sure. I had to like, I, I looked him up over here. Uh, Alt Press calls him a bona fide supergroup with members of for first to, from first to last with some emo trap artists that, that I've never heard of in uh, Ghost Mane's rhythm section. So I'm like, wow. Emo, man. Um, that's cool, I guess, you know, but, you know, for what it is, it's good stuff. I didn't know that people still listen to that. So my next question is, who's going to their shows? Because it sounds like um, like the Black Parade Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> it does kind of. Yeah. No, there, um, it sounds kind of familiar. I, it, there was definitely something. I, it might have been the, uh, what was it, from first to last. Is that that might have been the... Uh-huh. What sounded kind of familiar to me. I didn't. Uh, yeah, I think Skrillex was originally from that band. He uh, was. Yeah, yeah. Oh Whatever goodness. his name was in in real life. I, I think yeah, he had I a different remember. name before he was Skrillex <laughs> in real life. <laughs> <laughs> looks like uh, looks like they're playing some shows with uh, CU Space Cowboy though, which is a really awesome like fucking. I don't know what you would call it. It's not thrash metal. It's too newer of a field to be that but it's like really noise core metal um so yeah whoever wants to go check it out people used to make fun of punk rock music right but you know Mm. there's lots of diehards so i think with any uh you know genre of music such as this i call it like emo right yeah um probably not my cup of tea but you know i mean i'm sure there's people out there who still dig it and like you say you're in la bob so you know they're playing pretty cool shows so i mean so someone's digging it, right? Yeah. Then CU Space yeah. Cowboy is awesome. But yeah, I think Emo's had a revival going on for the last few years. I mean, I think you're exactly right, Super Bob. Like it's uh it's it's there's punk rock and then it kinda died off and then it came back and it's I mean, I wouldn't say it's dead, I'd say it's been at a stable spot since the early two thousands. It's like found its yeah. niche and its group of people and it's about where it's always gonna be. There'll always be shows, there'll always be you know, decently large bands and, and uh, venues that are being played and, you know, even amphitheaters and shit. And I really think that emo's kind of coming back to that point and we're, we're going to find a spot where it's just got its niche and it's not a million people listening to it, but it's going to have, you know, a strong enough following to sustain itself indefinitely. Yeah. So Bob, everything old is new again. I'm going to exactly. bust out my skinny jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave away a few pairs yesterday. That's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, I swear I saw uh, a guy wearing jinkos today walking down oh, the yeah. sidewalk. No, come on, let's all let's let's have our standards, right? Yeah, I was I wanted to like go out Jesus. there and be like, dude, hey, awesome jeans, but <laughs> you I, didn't want other people to beat you up. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, all right, so keeping on uh, music, music, right? 
Nobody wants to hear assholes talk. Plus, well, we're going to talk in a little bit. There's plenty of time for talking assholes later. Um, but now we're going to keep things moving with a little bit of crust punk from right here in Denver, Colorado. This is uh, featuring current and ex-members of Osrotten, Bottom Bracket, Septagram, Tugboat, Ugly Bumpers, Bourbon Brawlers, and Stink Finger, among others. This is Caltrops with the track White Boy. <laughs> talking about me in that song it's called white boy what's up cal traps you got a problem you got beef i'm right here I in just, denver i just <laughs> learned what what uh, cal traps are they're like uh like jacks you throw in the road they flatten tires or you put them in the sand traps around your fence yeah uh they're they're straight up illegal too yeah i think they uh, used them like yeah. in the medieval times and shit too right like fucking for horses to step on and make them fall over and mm -hmm. all that shit <clears throat> that makes crazy. sense but those guys um, were I, rad, man. Were those guys out of Denver? Yeah, yeah, and and I um had done. I think we they sent they might have sent this in, and I'd seen the email, and I didn't really pay too much attention to it until I actually got to it, and I was like, oh shit, they're from Denver, um, and I think they're actually playing a show sometime soon. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I can handle a crust like slash hardcore show. I'm more of the, <laughs> I'm more of like a. You know, I, I can't, my bones can't take that anymore, <laughs> especially down there trying to take pictures like a dumb shit. Yeah. Can, can I ask you a question real quick? What's, what's the definition of crust punk? Because I don't know, as, as I hear this, I don't hear it, but as we were talking about, um, you know, the, the show tonight, um, oh, leftover fuck. Crack. Leftover, yeah. Yeah, leftover crack. I, I think that's more crust punk than uh more so than caltrops was so what's the definition of crust because i'm down here in florida so i'm thinking more like street crust yeah i would have said like yeah. steve buscemi's crusty too you know yeah no so crust now has been like it was kind of like an offshoot of like thrash and everything and d beat and it kind of combines more of like that dirty noisy hardcore sound um but i do agree there is like uh crust like folk crusty folk punk and there's yes like that crusty yeah, punk. days and days and all yeah. that and like yeah leftover crack is ska core but they're crusty too but yeah i think the actual genre of crust uh, is something akin to d beat but all these labels man there's so many now i can't keep up with them yeah. back in my day there's like three or four back in my day get off my lawn 
I mean, it's so uh, broad that in my head it's all punk to me now. I'm just like, whatever. Yeah, and that's kind of why why I like the show here because as long as I can say, hey, this falls under the um, the giant umbrella of punk, I can play whatever the fuck I want. And yeah. there's going to be, you know, like uh, the last episode, we had like a, a one that was like more like rap or it had like hip hop yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fucking awesome. I love playing different shit. And there's another one coming up here a little bit later that's kind of like that. Um, and I was just like digging it the oh, whole yeah. time. I know what you're saying, yeah. And it doesn't sound like a lot like, you know, traditional punk, but you don't have to sound traditional punk to be punk, you know? Yeah. And I don't want to play uh, 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 12 songs that all sound the fucking same. I don't want to play 12 fucking skate punk songs. I mean, I love Lagwagon, <laughs> but I don't want to hear 12 of them every fucking episode, you know? Speaking of skate punk, did you see uh, Tony Hawk did his uh, cover with like Steve Caballero of. Um what, what, what did he do? He did Melancholin, right? Uh, yes, I did see something about that. I don't think I watched it, oh. but I did see it. He wasn't um, the best singer in the world, but it was fun to watch him do. But seeing how you brought it up, uh, my friends in uh, People Corrupting People just released a new EP called Chicken Hawk, and it's just them covering all of the songs from Tony Hawk Pro Skater. <laughs> nice. So uh, check that out if you're uh, so inclined to do so. It's pretty good. People corrupting people. Were they Sky? I can't remember. I know they've done a lot of like the Animal Farm theme and all that shit. Yeah, they're they're everything. They're everything. They play every kind of genre under the sun. But yeah, I guess I mean they have some horns that plays yeah. on some songs. Okay, cool. So I guess they're kind of ska. Um, these next guys, however, are definitely not ska. Um, they have a really cool old school sound, and, and they're not on Spotify, so they're not going to be on our uh, Spotify playlist, um, but they are on Bandcamp. So I definitely implore you guys to go check out uh, this one song demo. Um, the name of the song is Truth Pass, and the name of the band is Thumb Between the Middle Fingers. <laughs> This fucking bitch out 
fucking catch you, bastard. I have no clue what that means. Thumb between the middle I do. fingers? I what do. is it? I do. <clears throat> no, it, it's very easy. Um, so uh, just think of it this way. Uh, take your thumb and place it in between your first and middle finger, right? And make the little grip fist oh, like yeah. if you okay. just stole your, stole your, your kid's nose, nose, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, you just stole a nose. So... Um, most commonly, like in Russian-influenced areas, um, that's called a dulya, and it's a gesture made with your hand and fingers, like I said, and it's usually connected with, like, financial loans and performing physical work, oh, and shit. my American interpretation is this basically saying, fuck you, uh, okay. is what, that's the thumb between the middle fingers, and uh Tell you what, that that was like some uh, straight up ska core stuff, man. I think that was very voodoo glow skulls esque. That band right there, man. They uh, they were ripping there, man. I really dug. That's actually one of my favorite tracks that I've heard so far to this point. Yeah, uh, it's and, uh, excellent. And, they're, and they're, what's even better is that they're from Malang, Indonesia. Like yeah, yeah, just some yeah. kids in the middle of you know some tropic country i hope they're alive no reference i hope they're still alive man because it's been a year and a half since um they're they're they've been teasing this one song and they said they got an ep that's coming out they Mm -hmm. said stay tuned and fuck y'all makes me wonder if if they're southern indonesian because they said fuck (laughs) y'all yeah i think they're leaning more on the fuck y'all side too and the less on the making an ep side (laughs) maybe they were just saying uh fuck y'all like no we're not making an ep (laughs) gotcha um yeah i couldn't really find that much about them um nothing uh, there's nothing out there yeah go go to Bandcamp. give them some money and then maybe they'll have uh you know some uh, time to do facebook pages or something so we can get to know them more um but I the name an, yeah i oh, found go. an old man at the library that told me the whole story about the, the uh the, the the thumb between thumb the fingers and between uh, the middle fingers was this recently were you just like asking yeah, yeah, or yeah, like yeah, yeah it, it, it's the dolia yeah yeah i was just, i was there researching bob <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Bob, how much research did you do when I said the outline? (laughs) Oh, shit. I have to pull uh, Bob's teeth to get him to send in a song. And that's why you're just regular Bob. (laughs) I sent you one for next time already, so now I'm ahead of the game. You did. You did. I already have it on the list. Um, Okay, so we're going to go ahead and round out this first block of music with um, a a song and a band and an album that I have been listening to pretty religiously now for a few weeks. Um, These guys are kind of poppy. They got a little bit of edge to them. Um, But for some reason, uh, this album did not uh, pop up on my radar in 2020 when it was released. I'm really pissed that I didn't find it because I would have had it pretty close to the top of my top 10 list um but i'll let you guys listen see what you think uh this is from the 2020 self-titled 12 track lp this is sarcasm with blacklist
Sarcasm, S-A-R-C-H-A-S-M, if you want to search. Don't try and look up the regular spelling. You're never going to find them. Uh, but Sarcasm is the name of the band. They are from Northern California, East Bay Area. Uh, and that track was off their self-titled 12-track EP, which I totally missed last year. So Those hmm. guys are playing Fest coming up here in October no down shit. here in Florida. Oh, yeah. dude, you got to go see them. You know that they, they sound like a Gainesville band, and when I say sound like a Gainesville band, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, you know, you absolutely. Hot water music. Yeah, uh, yeah. Every, everybody. Uh, I mean, they, they kind of got that sound, but they're from way over there in like Berkeley in the East Bay. But yeah. um, that that sounds more rock to me, uh, like very very safe. I, I, I liked it though, man. I did. Yeah. Sarcasm. Yeah. There, and there it's was, um, there is something about it that definitely felt more rock and like almost a little '80s like. I don't want to say Joy Division, but I don't know. There is something about it. It was different, um, but while still feeling yeah. a little bit hard musically. Yeah, and, and for to me, it's just like I, you know, there's not a lot of uh, bands that are doing like five minute long tracks yeah. these days, especially in punk. Um, and it was kind of like a, a a magnus opus of the album that song, and, and I almost didn't want to include it because I try and keep the songs kind of short, but that one deserved the full five plus minutes. Um, and it, it's got me wondering who it's about. I went through and read the lyrics, and I can't figure out who they're talking about. So hopefully they're listening and they send me an email and tell me. A lot of times bands will follow up when I ask these silly questions That's and they'll awesome. actually explain it. So, yeah. And then I don't tell Bob about <laughs> yeah. it. I keep that information to myself. <laughs> keep that knowledge in your own brain. That's right. That's right. That's how he gets back at me. Uh, it's very, uh, very petty of you. Yeah, I'm a little passive aggressive. <laughs> um, all right. So that does it for the first block of music. Let's do the news. All right, so guys, is everybody sitting down for this first? I don't even know how to really segue into this. It's kind of a tough way to get into a story, so I'm just gonna plunge right in, if you will. Um, someone, I see uh, what you did. You, you like that? You got it. Uh, someone took a dump in the pit at a turnstile show. Um, so this was in uh, Santa Cruz at the VFW Hall, because of course it is. Where else would you <laughs> expect such antics? Um, but uh, mid-set, uh, the fans noticed that somebody had just taken a dump right in the middle of the circle pit. Um, and Does nobody really knows where it came from. Is it now called the mosh shit? Like the mo <laughs> instead of the mosh pit? Shit. No, I don't think so, but I did see hashtag turd style yeah, going I around instead of turn style. That was pretty good. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know this to be a thing at, at turnstile shows. So, Bob, is this like a Southern California thing? What's going on? Gigi said the murder junkies aren't on tour. Most people aren't really, you know, they're, they're concerned about Corona, not getting shit on. So, <laughs> not, not having we'll to say say. We'll say Santa Cruz is Central California. We, we won't yeah. claim them on that one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know my geography. <laughs> they're uh, close enough to Central. We, we don't want them. Um, but yeah, so um, uh, who's a band member? Joel Cupcake, I believe. Who uh, shit on I... the stage? Joel shit on the no, stage? No, no. He uh, made a tweet, a Twitter tweet that said, I can't believe this, but yes, <laughs> human shit ended up on stage last night during Turnstile. 
As hilarious as this is, it's also disgusting and extremely unsafe. Please, if you have any idea who it was, please let me know, as that person should not be allowed at shows ever again. I mean, is that all you're going to do? I mean, what are you going to do when you find out who, you know, shit up the stage? You know, are the, are the, the pit, the moss shit. Yeah, the moss, moss shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't think they should be allowed uh, at uh, maybe that specific venue for sure. Um, By the way, uh, NME uh, named him as the new shape of punk to come. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, that's, that's, that's good. Um, I'm just thinking the, of like the emoji like uh, thing, you know, the, the turd emoji right now. That, <laughs> that's the shape. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's uh, lots of jokes that are going to be made about that. And uh, if you want a good time... Um, Check out the hashtag turd style. That's not a good time, though. I mean, so what? They stopped the show? Like, because. I'd imagine. Yeah, I'd imagine. That's yeah. a health hazard. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I wouldn't want to sit there and enjoy the band <laughs> while I'm smelling shit. And someone crowd surfed. That's how they said it, right? Like, someone crowd surfed and ended up getting it on stage. Yeah. So, like, yeah. people got it on that's their arms, COVID their spreads. hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a real shit show. Yeah. Yeah, man. I would not but a shit, shit show. I feel like after that, I would just be discouraged in general from going back to a show. I mean, yeah. like, if someone... Also, like, they had to be wearing shorts and just wiggle that shit out or what? Like, you know? Yeah. Who does I don't know that? how nobody saw them. How can you shit with nobody seeing you? I can't shit, like, in a public restroom sometimes. I don't know. Maybe someone got hit bit. really hard and it came out. Maybe it was one of the vets. Maybe one of the vets just snuck in there. Yeah. Maybe people are weird, man. I, I used to have a buddy who like used to like pee like twelve foot arcs across a parking lot, oh. and you know, but it, it seems like he would do something ridiculous yeah. like that. Take a dump in the middle of the pit. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, so don't. Yeah, if, you, shit? if you're listening, don't shit in the pit. It's not a good friend to have. Come on, no. If you're listening, shit in the pit. Come on, no, let's get it. Don't listen let's to get this Super party Bob. started. Don't no. See, that's the Florida. That's go to, the Florida go to a pig through. pen show. <laughs> Dirty yeah, Bob. Go, there you go. Next pig pen show. I want to see some shit in the pit. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag shit in the pit. Oh God, we got to get that going. Let's definitely start a hashtag shit in the pit. Um, okay, so look, let's go into some more um, highbrow news, <laughs> at least something uh, more normal. Let's not talk about feces any, anymore this episode. Um, so there's a new super group to announce. They're called The Dissidents. The band includes uh, Rachel of Bong Demon on vocals, Bill Chamberlain of Pissed on guitars, Janine St. Clair of Witch Hunt, and The Brood on bass and vocals, and Sean St. Clair of Mistress Mischief Brew and The Brood on drums. Um, so the group released their initial recordings. Uh, it was a demo. Um, I think it was just the one song called yeah, No Air. And it was pretty fucking good. So um, I'm pretty excited to hear them. I was a big fan of Mischief Brew being a folk punk band. Um, so I was excited to see uh, some of the members of that band going on and doing some other things. Uh, and I'm extremely excited to hear uh, some more stuff from them. So and if I remember correctly, dissidents. this was not folk punk. Uh, no, <laughs> it is not folk punk. You should play it while we're talking about I, it. Probably. I absolutely it will. Be. I'm just it trying to think It should be playing back. in the background. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was definitely not folk punk. Um, but uh, very good nonetheless. 
doesn't have to be uh, one of my genres. Well, I'm, I'm not a folk punk kind of guy, so. Most people aren't. Folk punk is not the best. <laughs> people give it a hard time, and I can't even really defend it. I'm like, yeah, no, it's not the best. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I bet you Super Bob doesn't like folk punk that much. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a fan, but you know I can I can get down with some days and days. I like that. There you go. Yeah, days and days has um, started to become a little bit more popular in the punk circles. Um, they're a very good segue into folk punk. Some of it can get pretty gnarly, and I think that they're a good intro. Like I would always play. Um, me first in the gimme gimmies for people that are like, oh, uh, what's punk? I'm like, well, here's something good. Because everybody likes me first in the gimme gimmies, right? And it gets you kind of at least used to what you're going to get into when you start hearing real With punk. With some familiarity, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to just throw them right into leftover crack or something like yeah. that. You know? I don't know, man. I feel like you might be leading someone astray by like bringing them <laughs> the gimme gimmies. Uh, California Like, here, dreamers. listen to this. You remember this like '70s songwriter guy who, uh, you know, listen to yeah. this, right? That's punk. That ain't punk, bro. Come on, uh, you know, yeah. Take him to like an exploited show or discharge yeah. or something. I was gonna and say, like, and, then, uh, and then they're like, I've heard punk before, and somebody's like, oh yeah, and puts on like anal cunt or something. <laughs> it's like, oh wait, this isn't what I heard. <laughs> How about put on some uh, some Sex Pistols? Sex Pistols. Sex Pistols are all right. Bob has started to um, recently appreciate Sex Pistols more than he thought. Yeah. Um, and that was a good segue into our next story. Um, so near the beginning of the year... I'm, I'm getting uh, booted off of Jones, this show, aren't I, permanently? I wish... God. <laughs> we don't even have to change anything. Everything will just still just say, Bob, we're good to go. Um, I would go in and put the super, though. Um, but uh, near the beginning of the year, Steve Jones of the Sex Pistols announced that uh, his biography, Lonely Boy, Tales from a Sex Pistol, was being put into production for a mini TV series called Pistol. Um, Danny Boyle is directing uh, and executive producing the series. Um, so I'm already pretty stoked for that. But very shortly after that announcement, uh, fellow Pistol singer John Lydon stated his intention to prevent the recordings, any Sex Pistols recordings uh, and compositions from being used in the series. So, like all the old punks do these days, they took it to court. Because <laughs> they've got uh, the I think fucking should, money to do so, those assholes. I think there should be a TV show like um, a, akin to Judge Judy, but it's <laughs> yeah. just old punks suing each other. <laughs> Wait, who would be, be the judge? Awesome. Who would be the judge? Oh, uh, man. I think uh, we put Joe Brown. Uh, <laughs> judge Joe, judge Brown. Joe Brown. All right. <laughs> I was I w- thinking Jello Biafra might be good. Jello, okay. Ah, <laughs> you're right. That would be a great judge. I think he's so. Available. Yeah, but I feel Let's like he's going to be in half the legal battle, battles, so that's not fair because. Well, that's true. He could be. That might add to some intrigue, though. Maybe uh, Henry the Rollins. Judge. There you go. Henry, Henry Rollins. Rollins might be good. He seems like a good neutral party. Yeah, I like it. Okay. All, All right. right. H- homeboy, what's his name? The singer from Bad, Re- Bad Religion. Mm. Greg Gaffin. Yeah. There you go. Greg Gaffin. Dr. Judge Greg. Greg Gaffin. Yes. That would be a wise choice. He would definitely be measured in all of his uh, thoughts and responses. Um, so, anyway, uh, the uh, UK High Court ruled against John Lydon and found that Jones may use the compositions and recordings in the miniseries. So, um, that's always pretty funny to see John Lydon get it stuck to him because he's <laughs> such a doucher now. Well, you know what's funny about that, too, is uh, the whole reason why he got it stuck to him was back in like 1988 there was an agreement that was brought about and it was a majority rule agreement amongst the surviving members of the sex pistols 
And uh, it, so basically he was outvoted. So, you know, it mentions uh, Steve Jones, but also um, what's his name? The uh, Paul Cook, the drummer who was on mm-hmm. like all of the Nevermind the Bollocks album. Right. And got writing credits. Uh, Rotten was arguing that, that Cook is not really an actual member and therefore <laughs> his vote doesn't count. <laughs> but, you know, he's on like one of the most prolific records in the Sex Pistols history. And, and for real, can we just all agree that the Sex Pistols were just a boy band manufactured by Malcolm McLaren and just move on? Oh, yeah, more or less. So is The Clash, <laughs> in my opinion. Who is oh, Michael McLaren? Oh, come on, The Clash is awesome. Malcolm McLaren. Who is he? He was uh, the Sex Pistols manager. He was like, uh, you ever watch the Partridge Family? Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> he, was, he was like Reuben. He was Reuben Kincaid, the guy who just like pieced it all together. Bob, you're much younger than me, aren't you? No, oh, I've, I've I'm seen showing the, my age here. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the Partridge Family. That was the musical touring family, but uh, you know, I was right. not forced to watch that as a child. Mal- M- Malcolm McLaren was the uh, the architect of the Sex Pistols. And, uh, you know, back in 1977 when punk broke, they were a boy band. They were manufactured. The whole fashion statement about it was put together. And then, you know, Sid Vicious was a crazy motherfucker. And Johnny Lydon was easy as what he is, you know. He's fucking the cool uncle that you never had, right? (laughs) So, but Malcolm McLaren, you know, I mean, he manufactured the band. Did he do it? So I've I've heard this uh, statement before without actual any information to back it up, which is why I'm curious. Me too. That's what I always talk about, Bob. So I, you know. Keep the Google later next to you whenever yeah. I speak. Yeah, no, that's that's great though because it's interesting. Did this guy do stuff before, or after, or was this like his one and done? Like he manufactured was like I got an idea no, that's going to make a I million mean, bucks. Well, I mean, I mean, I, you know, I think he partnered up with um, you yeah, know, my boy Johnny whatever. Rotten doing like Public Image okay. Limited and probably some other stuff. And I want to say he did some rap stuff back in like the seventies, back when like Sugar Hill Gang was around. Yeah. But I might be con- confusing my my shit then i don't know but <laughs> I yeah do that I mean, all the time yeah, well M- now i've Malcolm got mclaren you know yeah now i've got something to look up and uh, research there you go um yes do that for the rest of the show regular bob we've got <laughs> it from here <laughs> um okay so this last story i guess is is fraught with controversy i i guess i don't even know why it is um but pete Parada, the drummer for Offspring, since uh, way back in 2007, um, I don't think he—I don't think he said he was kicked out of the band, um, but he refused to get a COVID-19 vaccine. So I guess the band said, "Well, you know, you can't tour and stuff like that, so you're not—you know—you can't be part of the band for now." I don't know if they're planning on maybe reabsorbing them when things get back to normal, um, but um, he made a Twitter post, a tweet. Are we still calling them tweets? That sounds so elementary. It's a a tweet, bro. Okay. He tweeted. So he tweeted um, a very long tweet. I'm not going to like read the whole thing, but uh, uh, what it boils down to is that he did have COVID before and he had a really bad reaction to it. And the the doctor, his doctor advised against not getting the vaccine because if he does, he might have another really bad reaction. Um, So it was something called Guillain-Barre syndrome. Yeah, Julian. Is, is I think it's Ju- Julian Barr syndrome. Julian Barr syndrome. Okay, right. I thought it was like Barry, Julian. like Wilkes Barre. 
It might be. Yeah, who knows? Google yeah. it, and uh, you can figure out what exactly it is. But against his doctor's advisement, he was holding off on getting the uh, COVID vaccine, which, hey, do what you want, man. It's your body. If you don't want to get stuck with something, don't get stuck with something. But it does kind of sometimes uh, lead to not being able to go on tour and make money yeah. uh, doing the things that you're accustomed to doing. So I guess yeah. we all make sacrifices, and sometimes it's not even uh, your fault. And uh, them's the breaks, kids. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a bummer. Well. Yeah. It is. I hope that they do uh, when things kind of get back to normal and, and uh, you know, there might be a, a more, um, I don't know, encompassing uh, cure for it that maybe they bring him back in because he, it is kind of a raw deal if you just can't do it because of health reasons. It's yeah. Not like he's trying to be a dick. He'll, so he'll he's been find in the offspring. Something. Yeah. So he's been in the offspring since 2012. He was in face to face before that mm-hmm. and played with like uh, Rob Halford from Judas Priest. So, yeah, he, he'll find something else. But meanwhile... The Offspring, 37 years later, we're still talking about The Offspring, right? Uh, <laughs> they, they, they still don't have a drummer, but, uh, you know, who's going to fill in for them? You know, Josh Freeze has been there in the past. Uh, do they even have any gigs? Are, are they waiting for him? The world wants to know. Come on, <laughs> Noodles. Let's um, give, us, give us the rundown. I did see a, a pretty funny post um, on that article. Somebody had chimed in and said, you got to keep them vaccinated. And I <laughs> that was pretty funny. I, uh, kudos oh, to that poster. Yeah. <laughs> that guy should be their new drummer. Yes. That guy's showing some real talent. Um, I, think so, Pete, I think Pete will find something, though. Like you said, he's he's been in all those bands. He's toured with Alkaline Trios and Saves the Day. He did face-to-face. I know uh, your your favorite album is their first album, AP, or I believe that is. But um, I really oh, liked yeah. How to Ruin Everything, which was I don't know two thousand one or something like that. And um, he he was a part of that. So I think he's got so much behind him, good work that he's done that he's not going to have trouble finding somewhere else to go. He could go play with like Ted Nugent or Eric Clapton, and he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get out of this uh, punk nonsense. Uh, <clears throat> Um, okay, so uh, it was a pretty light news cycle. There really wasn't a ton of news. That kind of does it for the news section. But since we have a guest co-host, I thought we would uh, get to know Bob not just a little bit more. Um, so we're just going to shoot the shit a little bit. I don't even have questions or anything like that uh, since regular Bob is so affluent in asking questions. Well, look, well, then why don't we let Bob ask the questions? Oh, what yeah. You got, go, Bob? go right ahead. Bob, knock it out. So, do you have any siblings? <laughs> What's your uh, favorite yeah. color? <laughs> uh, remember that one time uh, you, you played that song? That's so cool. That was so cool. <laughs> Uh, so you're in you're in three bands. You said you're in Pigpen. What are your other two bands? I know you he said, said one he can't talk about. I know, dude. I know. Okay, well, so. that's all right. it's okay. I, I, I I'm, I'm musically inclined. Yeah. So I, I my my main band is Pigpen. We've been um, a part of the Tampa Bay punk music community, and uh, you know f- since 1996. So that's okay. 25 years. Yeah. Um, I also play with. Uh, Chris Barrows band. Um, Chris Barrows was the uh, singer for Pink Lincolns and um, gosh, like a, a couple other bands that I can't remember right now. Um, but anyway, uh, I do his solo stuff and we uh, we do some shows sporadically. Like another project that I'm always working on, you know, something else. Yeah. And uh, I got a little project that I'm working on. Uh, you know, tell you some other time. 
<laughs> okay. Off air. Uh, but, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's fairly cool. I'm always mystery. kind of doing something else. Um, You're a man of mystery. And and yeah. Bob, while you we're doing this, play a song from the Chris Barrows band, I not will. Pigpen, because we're playing a song by Pigpen. Yes, I and, I got uh, it. I will definitely. And do that. side note, I thought originally when you said that you played with the Chris Barrows band that uh, when I read it through the first time I thought you said Chris Burrows uh, uh, who is a musician from I think New Zealand or Australia he plays folk punk um, in uh, the anorexic Olsen twin (laughs) Um, and I got really excited because I was like oh shit Chris Burrow and I was like oh no Chris Barrow I need to slow down when I'm reading (laughs) anyway so um, you can't talk about the third band and you've been playing a little bit uh with your two present bands um what you got coming up on the on the horizon any shows coming up yeah um let's see so um we're playing the same week in gainesville as fest a mile away from fest but not fest it's called um not fest (laughs) (laughs) we will be playing at um Oh God! Put me on the spot with the name of that. Uh, what is the name of that place? Uh, at the Hardback, which of course you know is famous from a Sublime song, uh, the Hardback Cafe in Gainesville. Uh, that's that's gonna be a cool thing. Um, that's on the 29th of October, Gainesville, Florida. We're actually playing the 26th of October in Tampa at Pickle Fest, which is a big. Um, I would call that a crusty show. Uh, it's going to be a bunch of just like really h- hardcore bands and, you know, Pigpen's kind of, you know, on the heavier side. We like to be melodic and whatnot. Yeah. Um, let's see another show uh, in October playing Halapalooza, which is uh, another local thing in Tampa, but there's a bunch of punk bands that are playing. Um, I don't have that list in front of me of all the bands, but a bunch of local punk bands. It's going to be good times, I guess, right? Yeah, you got yeah. this shit lined up. Oh, yeah. And That's so, pretty cool. I've always wanted to go down to Fest. I'm jealous. So, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been to Fest a few times. And, you know, let's talk about Fest for a second, you know. And so you guys have never been to Fest, neither no. of you? No. No, so I, I know a ton of people who have. I just haven't. It's always the same bands. Yeah. That's my complaint. And then the bands that you don't know, it's actually guys who are in this band and that other bands, <laughs> and they're playing these one-off shows, and they call them Florida exclusives. But realistically, it's you know these dudes who've crossed paths over the years, and they're they're buds, right? And hey, man, when Fest comes around, we're gonna start a fucking band. We're gonna call it Gator Face, and that's how bands <laughs> are born. And you know. Um, <laughs> So, uh, you know, so so Fest for me is, is I don't know, man. It's kind of safe. It's a safe area uh, yeah. where you can see safe punk rock, yeah. um, you know. And, and if you can, you know, hear the, the dripping bitterness from my voice, it's because yeah. we're playing not Fest. Not yeah. Fest. <laughs> Guess who's not <laughs> festing? <laughs> That's gonna be, that That's might so be funny. our slogan, bro. <laughs> uh, put it on a shirt. And then underneath it, put shit in the pit. Hashtag shit in the pit. <laughs> yes. Hashtag shit in the pit. Because that's happening oh, now. I swear to tape. God. That is definitely happening. Oh, that's awesome. No you, should, uh, you should make a how-to video on that AP. How to shit in the pit first. No underwear. 
Wear shorts. <laughs> yeah, step one. <laughs> Loose shorts, no underwear. Uh, so, uh, um, question for you. Are you a multi-instrumentalist? I mean, I see, like, what? However many guitar cases back there. I can't count. Eight of them? Um, yeah, so am I multi-instrumentalist? Um, There's a I bass, play, I see. Uh, and you yeah, said you play uh, guitar, I thought. Yep, so if you count that as two instruments, then I'm multi-instrumental. <laughs> I, I will, um, because they're very different styles. I've met people who can play the guitar, and then they go to play bass, and I mean, like, sure, they could hit, you know, the same four notes and, and follow a chord progression, but they don't have any style to it. Yeah. Let's see. I, uh, I have a keyboard here, but that's more of like a MIDI controller, you know, okay. so I play drums with it. Nice. Uh, so, you know, I can demo stuff out with drums in my fingers i'm a great finger drummer <laughs> you call that a finger banger i think <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm pretty good yeah. at desk drumming myself yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm a not very too good, shabby yeah I'm, I'm not a very good musician quite honestly <laughs> but you and love it and you enjoy it i mean that's why we find punk rock right i wouldn't claim to be a good musician my friends are like, I, oh, I'm you play punk. drums? You want to you wanna play drums in this? I'm like, I can't play that. That's too... <laughs> that's yeah, I not, can't play those kind of drums. <laughs> yeah, it's a little too much for me. Um, the beauty of punk is you can make it your own, you know? It's yeah. just like, you know what? Fuck you, it's punk. Oh, yeah. Now, I was thinking about that uh, earlier. I'm like, I feel like uh, Rancid really shifted styles when they... or And I'm curious as to if they switched drummers or not, because they went from, like, you know, that really quick double bass uh, punk beat, and then when Out Come the Wolves came out, it was a lot of just, like, uh, you know, the do-do-ka, do-do-ka, and they lost, like, the quick punk to it. And same thing with their their next album, and that's more when they got big, and I think they just kind of stuck with it. But, you know, they were, they were much quicker. I'm like, I wonder if they just got a drummer who couldn't play that shit because <laughs> because they just stopped uh, and now of course the dude from the used is in it I can't remember his name Brandon something but uh, that guy can do anything but you've got like nine fucking amps behind you I mean holy shit uh, I mean, I know I could see a few of them are heads but like clearly you're a gearhead and you you've got your sounds and your tones yeah, I'm I'm a collector by nature, right? Okay. So I, I, you know, I started out as a kid collecting baseball cards, and then through my 20s and stuff, as you know, collecting women and children. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, you know, surprisingly, have a little bit of money left over in the bank to buy like you know amps and guitars and all that kind of stuff, and it became kind of my passion and my hobby. Um, it, it always has been, but you know, with uh, Corona and when the lockdown went in, into place, you know, I did a lot of uh, like tone searching. People yeah. do soul searching and they like search for like, you know, like whatever it is. You know, I went tone searching, and uh, <laughs> that's that's kind of what happened with me. And so I don't know. This is like a, a tombstone graveyard behind me of like <laughs> guitar amplifiers that just weren't quite my bag, but yeah. they look fucking cool, don't they? Yeah, they, yeah, they look awesome, and I mean, I'm sure you have different occasions in which you might, like, grab something to pull a tone. Do you ever do, like, uh, two or three different amps for a recording, or, like, for one track, I mean? So, um, historically, traditionally, no is the answer to that question, um, only because, uh, you know, I've, I've just never really done that. But as, um, you know, technology and the times progress and everybody has a home studio now. Well, sure. Now it's, you know, it's easier to to experiment with those kind of things like different amps and whatnot. But, 
you know, realistically, you know, I play in a punk band and, you know, um, nah, I just play like one amp <laughs> wide open, loud as fuck. Yeah. And, um, you know, but, uh, you know, if I ever wanted to do some other weird stuff and I do, and I, I fuck around with it, you know, at home, but, uh, I don't know. It's kind of one of those things like, you know, the, the stuff that's like, is that punk? And it's not punk. Uh, so I don't know. I, I can't imagine ever playing it with a band. So it'll live on my hard drive and, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, never you, go anywhere until I die. So what did you end up resting on amp-wise or head-wise uh, for your sound? You said those were all amps, your graveyard of oh, man. the yeah, things that didn't are, quite meet the mark. You're talking the things I love now. So I actually have two rigs that I use. Um, here, I, I got the camera, so I'll show you. Nice. Uh, so let me see if you can see it. All right, right there. That white head right there is a Rev D20. Okay. Uh, and I have no idea is, what that is. is. Uh, in the, below that is a Soldano uh, 212 vertical cab with uh, purple, um, whatever you call that shit. The around felt the around the side. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. But the, uh, the Rev D20, oh, my God, that's a fucking amazing amp right there. It's all tube. It's nine pounds. I was um, going to say, it looks very uh, tall. I'm assuming it had tubes in the back. So is it two tubes or what? Um, You, you got me, Bob. I, I think it's got a couple. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what? Uh, you know what? I should know better, but I do not. Um, it, it's got a couple tubes in there. And uh, the. the Let's move on over. So over there, you see that. <laughs> so okay, so uh, no, back to this amp. So with the Rev, I play it on um, stages that have quality PA systems because yeah. there, there's a. It's got the two notes output on the back, and you can run it directly into the board okay. and use IRs. And uh, it's just like it's the most amazing sounding amp, and it's so tiny you can you can fly away with it, and it's awesome. But yeah. I'm a punk rocker, so, you know, about one-third of my shows, I get to use that. And the other two-thirds of the shows, I use this over here. And this is, um, I had to pull the cover off of it, but it's a Mesa Boogie Mark III. It's a 1987, and it's all tube, and it's, uh, it's a fucking ferocious beast. It's a 112, and I got a 12-inch cabinet below that, um, which is a feel Shit. cab, and it's a Mesa as well. It looks uh, huge for 112, just, but I guess uh, maybe yeah, it's got oh, the head built in. Uh, it's about, you know, it's it's comes up to my hip, yeah. I guess, you know, but it's it's two, two speakers, two oh, 112 gotcha. speakers. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, yeah, any on uh, the other, so. any pedals in your collection that you like or that you uh, recommend? <laughs> um, so I, I play through um, a Helix Stomp, um, mainly on my board, and I actually have that over in that little case over there and uh -huh. i have a little small one over here that i use at home i don't know if you can see it or not but um <coughs> i use a, you know whenever i like plug in at home i just plug into like pro tools and just pull up you know uh, a plug in yeah. and, and, and just play through it and um because i live in a like a, a condominium so you know you're not trying yeah, to make, make your neighbors fucking hate you <laughs> yeah i mean you know Bring the maces out. No, I can't really do that too much because yeah. uh, it gets loud quick. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> this Rev amp is uh, it's it's great. You can use it as a, an interface. You can use it as a head. You know, opening up. You know, in front of a ton of people. Yeah. It's uh, it's an amazing head. 
Oh, that's awesome too. You said if it if it has a good tone going out that you can plug into the PA system, yeah, like you said, fucking makes traveling easy and you don't have to worry so much. I, I mean, I just started getting into smaller rigs in the last few years. I don't play guitar; I play bass. Um, Me more. too. I've got guitars and all that shit, but. Um, yeah, I, I found a nice, small, decent cab that actually puts out and a good head that has the DI. And I'm like, man, what the fuck have I been doing the last 15 years of my life lugging around 120 pound? I had an old Sun bass amp with like two 15s in it and I couldn't fucking lift it myself. <laughs> and it took up my whole goddamn car. So uh, I've just discovered the luxury of like really downsizing with modern equipment. So that's, uh, yeah, that's cool. I'm going to check uh, that rev out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I... I, I for years, I carried around like 412 cabinets, you know, mm -hmm. plural, you know, yep. uh, you know, a, a head with a big case and, you know, so many guitars. And now it's just like, I want to arrive with, you know, like a guitar strapped on my back and I got like a pedal board that I can plug into like a little tiny head. Yeah. And yeah. The, the setup's just so much easier, too. It's not just the lugging around. It's yeah. fucking plugging all that shit in and getting it set up. So. That's awesome. Um, All right, we got to wake, wake up. Wake up, listeners. Wake up. <laughs> Sorry. This has been Tone Talk. Bob, <laughs> you got off on a nerd Bob, Regular Bob. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm curious. That's how I learned. I'm sure there's people out there who are playing who are going to look that rev up and see what it's all about because that's, I probably think, the thing that's piqued my curiosity the most. And if they do, tell them that I sent you. And, um, <laughs> you know, I expect uh, either a check in the mail or a rev generator 120 amp. Thanks. Uh, that's hey, like, and I'm talking before, to Santa Claus there. Before Bob buys any more gear, he needs to buy a better chair that doesn't squeak so fucking bad. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, shit. No, that's, no, that's me, no, not regular you. Bob. Yeah. Super Bob, you're fine. <laughs> regular Bob has, I think it's Grandma's Rocker or something like that. <laughs> it's actually my grandfather's. Uh, yeah. That's great. Sounds awful. <laughs> um, so, look, so I know uh, we mentioned it at the beginning of the show, but uh, Super Bob, you were um, uh, one of the early hosts of uh, Dying scene radio back when mr bobby pickles was uh also the host um yeah how was that yeah you you yeah. said you know bobby pickles all right oh, you <laughs> met him before well all right so uh yes uh let, let's just start from square one then yes i was a, a part of um the original dying scene radio podcast which i don't know if it was the original or not but you know i started out at episode one with bobby pickles Bobby and I um, are, you know, I'll, I'll put this, you know, in air quotes because it's true. We're friends from Florida and uh, we had a previous history as friends, um, you know, prior to the show. So, uh, you know, he's always been involved with uh, his own Bobby Pickles podcast. And he's, um, you know, I've always done my own podcast, punk rock podcast, Loud Fast Shitty. Uh, com plug, boom. And uh, anyway, so, you know, a couple of years ago, he reached out to me and he's like, yo, Bob, you know, um, talking to this guy, Dave, from DyingScene.com and, you know, th they need a podcast. What do you think, man? You and me, bro, we'll, uh, we'll do Dying Scene Radio. And I was like, that sounds pretty rad, Bobby. Let's, uh, let's do it, I guess, you know, right? So we... Uh, we did like a sample podcast, sent it into Dave, and Dave was like, fuck yeah, man, this is rad. Fucking, you guys got the keys to the kingdom. So, uh, you know, so we started um, doing Dying Scene Radio, and I did 31 episodes with him. And in the 31 episodes that I did with him, 
uh, and I only know that number because I had to look it up today because I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, how many episodes did I do with that fucking guy? <laughs> but over the years, so, uh, or over the episodes, so that stretched out over eight months, and we were pretty regular. We were putting them out the, the episodes like once a week. Uh, and they were like they they were like hour and a half too long, just like this one's probably going to be. Yeah, you know, yeah. E- e- epic long, you know, recordings. And you know, Bobby was really good at uh, you know what Bob does now and doing the editing. And someone's got to be good at that shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, God bless you, Bob. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, so we did it, and over the course of the episodes, and I don't know where those episodes exist anymore. Maybe they're on iTunes or maybe they're not I don't fucking know uh, but you know just things kind of went south because Bobby is is a control freak and at the time this is before the election when politics were not a, like a really a contributing factor to right. uh, to what we did right so I don't even remember what caused it man but uh, um or why it started, but there was just so much friction between he and I, and you know, and, uh, he's an online troll. Let's just you know, <laughs> let's just say that you know. Yeah. So you know, uh, unscrupulously in the middle of the, just like how we're recording an episode right now, um, I quit because I got sick of his bullshit, and you know, you know, he was condescending and talk down to me and it was fucking really kind of stupid and ridiculous after all these years of looking back at it right yeah uh but it, it was the best thing ever because i was like man fuck you dude yeah. and uh he so he moved on and uh he continued on because he's the one who originally forged the relationship with dave and um he, he got a girl named elania some something Elena. and uh mm-hmm. yeah and uh you know nothing against her i'm sure she did a fine job i mean honestly i did i didn't listen anymore after I wasn't involved. So, uh, you know, I'm sure she's a a fine person, but I don't know whatever happened with Bobby and, you know, why he didn't continue on with dying scene. And I'm curious how you guys caught on. What what, Uh, fill that in for me? Yeah. So I actually did some co-hosting with, uh, Bobby, uh, pickles. Uh, right. I guess we got to delineate because now we're talking about three goddamn Bobs. Um, <laughs> too many Bobs. There's like a man called Too Many Dave. So Pickles, many. Super Bob, and Regular Bob. Um, but yeah, no, um, I did a couple episodes with Pickles and Elena. Um, I would do interviews in L.A. when I was still there um, and send in, um, you know, the recording and everything. Um, and then um, he started getting... Um, confrontational with bands over politics because of course you know politics is everything when that's your whole fucking identity when you don't have anything better to do except talk about fucking politicians and politics um so yeah he was getting really confrontational with bands and it you know we've we heard about it but it was like okay you know it was you know smaller local bands that were like hey you know this guy's kind of a dick um but then we started getting complaints from um the PR people at Fat Records. He was sending like very awful emails to their artists and Fat Records was like, hey, if this continues on, we're you know not going to support you guys anymore. And a, a punk rock webpage without Fat Records is probably, yeah. probably not going to um, be a very good punk rock webpage. Um, so it was around that time that um, 
you know, the, Dave told him, you know, to kick rocks. And I told Dave, I was like, well, look, we need to do something with the website. I've already kind of been on. Um, I knew Bob from L.A. and I knew that he was pretty good with recording shit. And I kind of just asked him one day at a show. I think wasn't it at a show, Bob? I was like, hey, yeah, do you want to we do were, a podcast? Uh, Rotten Blue Menace and Chris Fox's band, uh, where they dress up. Oh, the, as Ran- the, Randy the Randy Savages. Savages. Yes, yeah, uh-huh. they'll yep. be at fest. They're yes. festing. So uh, um, that show, but yeah. And so from there, um, Dave kind of did the same thing. He was like, hey, you know, give me a couple sample episodes. We did a few sample episodes and sent them in. And he was like, okay, you guys got, you know, everything you need. Um, But we also had to fight pickles for uh, a lot of the web pages and stuff. Like I had to kind of sneak in and lock them out really quick. And um, he wanted to like get all nasty about the logo saying he created the logo when all he did is put like the word radio under the dying scene logo. (laughs) And I was like, fuck you, dude we're keeping the logo we're keeping everything and i think the only thing that he ended up keeping the social media wise was the original instagram which i think we kind of pretty we circumvented pretty well by making it say oh, like there it is, <laughs> the logo um yeah we just created like a instagram page that's uh that was called official dying scene radio and that kind of solved that problem of course. um but Nothing yeah like no the I, word official Right, exactly. Problem solved. Uh, so I think he still uh, maintains the Dying Scene Radio website because it still shows up sometimes um, on searches, uh, but it has now dropped. It's not at the top anymore. We're we're at the top where we should where we should be. Um, but yeah, so he was just. I, I mean, he just became a right wing fascist. Um, he like had Gavis, Gavin McGinnis on one of the later episodes of Dying Scene Radio and like talked yeah. shit about me. Like he was saying, I was a a Hillary voter, and I'm like, just because I don't like Trump, I'm a Hillary voter. Like, it's right there in my name, man. They call me anarcho-punk. I don't vote. I don't do politics. It's all a fucking sham. So So I can tell you that the uh, DyingScenedRadio.com website is uh, no longer active. Okay. Well, good. There. Yeah, good. Uh, Because there's (laughs) nothing like having uh, two L.A. guns running around, right? <laughs> yeah, so that was where we kind of filled in the gap a little bit. I did. Um, I think I probably came in a couple episodes after your last one because I did listen to that one, um, and I remember like not having to go back very far. Um, so yeah, it was a it was a mess, and he uh, had to be uh, booted from the show. And we still get shit. I still hear shit. Like sometimes it shows. Um, you know, as I'll, you should. I'll say yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let I'll, that I'll fucking maniac on the air. I'll say oh, something man. about dying scene radio, and they're like, "Oh my god, you're associated with that fucking fascist motherfucker." And I'm like, "No." So, so the flip side, and maybe picking it back up on the story from where you know you leave off is, uh, you know, years go by, right? And uh, you know, it, so we had a falling out for sure, you know, and it was live and on air, and he posted it, and h- yeah. him being the person who edited the video, you know, he had everything that he needed, and he put it together, and he painted his picture, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and fine, and and whatever. So. Um, you know, I guess it was after he got off air, you know, he reached out to me, you know, over, you know, social media. is like, hey, Bob, you know, we're still bros, right? Sure, Bob, whatever, man. It's fine, whatever, man. No, I, I don't hold any grudges. I don't give a shit, man. It's it's whatever. It, it was all political with him is what it is. You know, you're mm-hmm. right. He's, he's, he's right wing. 
I'm not. We don't get along, you know. And so, I mean, what's the point? So, I don't know. It was maybe six or eight months ago he reached out to me. And, uh, again, or as most recent, he was like, hey, Bob, old times, man. Let's you and me. Let's put together uh, a punk podcast. And and he wanted to fly it under the banner of my show, you know, Loud, Fast, Shitty. And I'm just like, no, bro, I'm not going to do that. Um, you know, you know. We're cool, but uh, I'm not going to do any shows with you. I'm not going to. No. Thanks anyway. Mm, yeah. No, He's going to be pissed that. that he wasn't invited to this soiree to, uh, <laughs> to throw in his shit. Let me tell you that right now. Uh, regular Bob suggested it, and I was like, absolutely not. Fuck <laughs> oh, I'm man. Not. I mean, I, I'm sure I have his number. We can call him up, man. I'm not trying to give him any fucking airtime. I think we actually have given him we, enough. We just but, gave him 15 yeah, minutes more of airtime than well, Twitter and yeah, YouTube give of. him. But he has had a lot of his social media shit uh, taken down, so there's not much press to give him. But yeah, anyway. Um, on to, on to, I just thought that was interesting. Uh, I'm glad that we have you on to uh, get the whole story now. On to well, different uh, things so about. Now, oh, you, go for it. You have two-thirds of the story. Now, the, the other side of the story is you know Bobby's side, right? Of course. Right. Well. But he, yeah, fuck him. <laughs> yeah. He can... He could suck one. Um, okay, well, look, how about we get back to music? I think we know um, uh, Mr. Noxious well enough, Super Bob, the Super Bob, um, and we're still going to talk to him some as we get through our next block of music, but we're going to kick things off with Mr. Bob Noxious's band, Pigpen. Um, intro this one. Tell us about it. It's got a very fitting name. All right. Uh, this track's called The Scene is Dead. Um, we wrote it kind of pre-pandemic as we were getting ready to record and at the time it had a different meaning because like a lot of our local punk venues were closing at the time and mm. you know it was getting harder and harder to get people to come out and support and you know it's people were saying the scene is dead and it's just like no nah, it's, it's not really dead you know just you know it, it evolves and whatnot well you know then the pandemic happened and the song kind of took a, a different meeting meaning you know yeah but again you know the scene is what you make it is what really the message of the song I think ultimately ultimately becomes and uh, you know the scene the scene is dead it ain't dead bro you know just go out to a show come see us fuck yeah support local music so yeah this is from a brand new record we just put it out um, well we just put it out in July of 2020 right in the middle of the (laughs) pandemic telling you that was that was just yesterday yeah you get a little bit of flack I think you know uh, because of the pandemic you know you know things were slowed indeed uh and that was the lp license to smash 13 tracks 19 minutes that sounds about right name of the song is the scene is dead let's hear it regular bob hey you ever hear that band pig pen yeah i remember pig pen i seen them back in 96 at the pizza junction they suck It's a broken social scene The last game was a disaster like nobody's ever seen Told your friends, we even told your mom She knows the words to offer my songs Still know what came out must be true The scene is dead What happened to the crew? The scene is dead Remember so nice talking to you Unapologetic cause there is no in between Call it what you want while you were staring at your screen No one came, no one saw Do you manage to stream at all? Tell me now who is liking who? The scene is dead. What happened to the crew? The 
All the way from America's flaccid penis, that was Pigpen with The Scene is Dead from the 2020 LP License to Smash. Clocking in at just over 19 minutes. I like the I like the cut of your jib, sir. I, uh, <laughs> I saw the time and I was like, that's the perfect time yeah, for 13 I tracks. Agree. I agree. Well, I like yeah, short I mean, songs, uh, quick songs, leave you wanting more. Yep. Punk songs, two minutes, you know, out. Yeah, unlike the sarcasm song that we heard earlier, which was like five and a half <laughs> minutes. Uh, we went the opposite way. And that's why I felt better about putting uh, that five-minute track in, because I knew that yours was so so short. It made up for it. We kind of split the difference there. <laughs> yeah, of um, course. All right, so look, I thought this next song was pretty, f- pretty fitting, too, since we just talked um, about Mr. Pickles. Um, this uh, next one popped up It's a brand new single I think it just was released just a couple uh, weeks ago um, From a band that we featured before uh, Skate Punkers Debt Neglector And the name of the song is Cult, Cult, Cult Yeah, so those guys are right across the state from us in Orlando and feature uh, ex-New Mexican Disaster Squad and uh, Gatorface. Um, they, they formed up this band, and, and um, they're actually pretty rad, man. I dig those dudes. They're Wait, playing Fest, by the way. Is, is Gatorface a real band? Yeah, man. <laughs> I bullshit, too. When you said it earlier, <laughs> I was like, just laughing because I'm like, Florida, Gators, like, <laughs> it's hilarious. That's so funny. Yeah, I, yeah. So I mean, too. well, it's Gatorface is like uh, one of the dudes here in Debt Neglector and like one of the dudes in um, Hot Water Music, I believe. So, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. 
Well, there, there you go. And they are definitely festing. They are um, festing. And yeah. that, uh, I really yeah, that appreciate intro, that. Yeah, It sounded like rancid, dude. Did you guys hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit. It's like I was trying to find that song. I was like, what rancid song would be fucking rip off? <laughs> yeah. I'll find yeah, it and I'll let you know. We try not to play the, the more popular punk. So if Rancid's showing up, it has to be an album of the year. Um, but no, yeah, so, no, it did have that sound to it. Those guys are fucking awesome. And, and, and I say that as a Floridian band looking at a Floridian band because, you know, you know I'll, I'll talk shit about Fest with, you know, a lot of the bands aren't real bands, but Debt Neg- Neglectors playing Fest. They're not playing not fast, but they're playing fast, <laughs> and uh, they're pretty fucking rad. So I'm looking they forward are. to actually Pigpen doing some shows with those guys since they're so close. Oh man, yeah, that would be really cool. I would like to uh, shoot a show with Pigpen and Dent Neglector because you guys, you guys um, put on the pig noses and everything, right? While you play. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we do. So, you know, Masked Intruder stole our fucking gimmick. I'm going to say it now because we've been, wearing, <laughs> we, we've been married, wearing ski masks for like years, right? But they have like these pig noses attached to them. Those guys took it a step farther by uh, getting, you know, color accessorized masks with their chucks and shit. But, uh, you know, kudos to them, I guess, right? Indeed. Are, they're uh, they're yeah. definitely doing a good job at it. Can I ask yep. you, how um, miserable is it playing with a fucking ski mask on? In Florida, in 95-degree de- outdoor weather shows, sucks ass, Bob. Let me you've, tell you what. You've uh, never passed out no. from, like... <laughs> uh, there's been times I felt like I was going to pass out, but I, I'll tell you what. All right, so in all honesty, it's just something that you get used to. Like, um, I don't know. It, maybe you don't go to the gym. I don't. But, uh, <laughs> you know, equate it to, like, going to the gym and working out, right? It probably sucks at first to get started, and then ultimately, you know, you get used to it, and it becomes a thing. It's the same with, like, that stupid fucking ski mask, you know? Yeah. So I, I could imagine going to the gym and it being equivalent to that. <laughs> you picked a bad analogy try, for all of us. Try going to the gym in the ski mask. Jesus, that's a fucking <laughs> trip, too, you know? Oh, man. But it, it turns out that that ski mask is the best thing ever. So as I mentioned, you know, Pigton's been a band since 1996. That's 25 years. Jesus. So you, you factor in my age plus that, you know, and it's like at first, you know, 20 years ago, it was, it was a pain in the ass because it was like it was a gimmick, right? Yeah. We're wearing these stupid fucking ski masks and I'm fucking tired of this. It. fucking hot, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, now, 25 years later, it's just like kids today, they don't realize how fucking old we are. It's just yeah. like, yeah, fuck you, man. Uh, yeah. fucking so out there like, these guys are fucking red. That's awesome. It, it, yeah. You guys are you yeah, should have thought that one through uh, like uh, Jesse should have thought through his uh, Steve Buscemi band name. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't think things like that are going to last, you know, it's just a joke. And then people dig it and then it's funny and you keep doing it. Here we are. And here we are 25 years later. Holy that is shit. that is an interesting take, though. You're right. Like, because I'm always like, yeah, like kids are going to see me and be like, hey, these guys are fucking lame. They're old. But if you <laughs> have the ski mask on, what the fuck do they know? Like. That, that really is genius. <laughs> so let's keep things moving along. Uh, this next one is uh, the one I was referencing earlier. You know, it doesn't, you know, if you're thinking punk and you got a certain sound in your head, um, this definitely doesn't fit that sound. But these guys have all of like the same, uh, I don't know, I don't know, like the same feel uh, of a punk band. Um, and I really dug the song a lot. Um, so uh, this is a two piece, which 
any two-piece band is automatically punk in my opinion um Captain and Tennille, even. Yes, even Captain and Tennille. Uh, but yeah, this two-piece uh, comes uh, all the way from across the pond in the UK. I believe in London. I might be wrong on that. Um, but the name of the song is The Ballad of Hinksley Road. And this is The Gay Lips. What a grand name for a band. Gay Lips. I love it. Um, I guess we're going to call them kind of like Garage Punk. I don't even know. All these labels. I don't even know what to label them as. But definitely not just straight up punk or, or a traditional punk. Uh, name of that track was The Ballad of Hinksley Road. Um, and they, they messaged us. Um, well, I guess I should probably do my housekeeping first. That was a follow-up to their 2019 full-length, Fuck the Plan, Sell the Man. Um, and they are uh, finally getting back out and playing some shows there in jolly old, jolly old England. Um, <laughs> so check out their Facebook page for a little bit more information regarding those dates. Um, but back to what I was going to say, I got so excited. Um, they messaged us. They sent us an email uh, a couple months back or sent us a Facebook message. Uh, and they asked if they could send us um, some swag, some, you know, an album or some stickers or a T-shirt or something. And we're so far behind on fucking emails because it's just a two-man team here um, that uh, I neglected to get back to them in a timely manner. And I'm really hoping that I can get back in their good graces by playing the music on the podcast. 
So if you guys are listening, uh, I would like to take you up on that order for swag because you guys fucking rip. Is that enough gratuitous I, begging? <laughs> <laughs> we do that a lot. <laughs> we do. Send us you know, you call that uh, You call that garage music. And I, I think of like, um, you know, um, I don't know, the White Stripes with garage. That's, yeah. This seemed kind of like electronica almost, but without the synth and more bass. All right. And, uh, you know, when I first heard the song, I was like, is this a, I'm thinking in my head, is this a duo? You know, and, and it is. And um, I think that's kind of the latest rage. And you're right. You know, nothing's, nothing's punker than a duo these days. And I think that's where my musical head's at right right now. It's doing a duo, man. That's that's badass when you can bring all that music. Because I play in a trio, and it's just like you know, we bring a lot of music as a trio, but it's right. a lot of music, man. Yeah, yeah. If Those you guys can make rad, that much dude. noise with two people, yeah. yeah. So, this is now my favorite song, by the way, that we've there, played up to date. constantly changing. Um, yes, no, I like that one, too, which is why they're on the list. What um, is that? And like I said, if it's uh, more variety, the more variety you can have, the better. What is the, uh, the two-person band with the two gals who fucking rip? You've shot them, I think, uh, before. Mobina Galore. Yeah, Mobina Galore, yeah, man. They're, they're awesome. another They're actually... They're playing uh, a show with Propagandi in Winnipeg uh, coming up sometime soon. I don't yeah. know if it might be before this airs or something. I, I but think if you you're got, up in the, I think you got that equipment, Bob, to make it happen. Super Bob, like you could uh, fucking take your your amps and chain together, <laughs> you know, uh, one of your regular with a bass amp and some of those pedals and stuff, and really make that shit happen, dude. Just like what you were saying, and you know, I was thinking about this the other day, and it's funny that you brought it up earlier, but you talked about you know playing through two different amps yeah. and whatnot, but. This is kind of the way to do it, you know? I mean, you can... And this is the way that these guys are doing it. And what's the other band? Um, Royal Blood, I think, is another one that's out there right now. You know, big... Those guys are fucking bad as fuck if you haven't heard them. I don't know if they're punk or not, but I really dig them. But they're a two-piece band. Yeah. um, Where it's the bass player that's, you know, playing through a traditional bass rig, and he's got, like, a little A-B box, or it's called an A-B-Y box because it's split. And it's playing, you know, he's playing a bass, it's going through a bass amp, and he can run it through, like, a fucking Marshall stack with a fucking distortion on it, and he gets, like, these weird tones or a good fuzz. Hmm. Wait, so he yeah, plays man. bass instead of playing guitar, so you could just take, like, well, yeah. he plays so- both. He's playing both, kind of, right? You but, know, just but the instrument in his, on the bass. The instrument in his hand is the bass, which traditionally, when I've seen two pieces... They'll have a guitar and give it the bass tone underneath. So that's really interesting. What band is this? Because now I want to look them up and see kind of what that is. I said uh, Royal Blood. That's Royal, the one I mentioned. Okay, Royal Blood then. Um, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So I feel like, uh, not to get back into that, but I'm just thinking about it in my head. You'd want to like, after that chain, throw like an octave pedal on there and like some EQ to kill the low end. And uh, yeah, you'd pull that guitar sound out. That's fucking cool. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, uh, Bob. <laughs> Bob, you and I, we're going to start our own podcast. <laughs> the there you go. All right. I'm on say, drums, man. And you could, yeah, you guys could start your own podcast and your own two-piece. Call it, I don't know, something to do two with Two Bobs. bobs. Yeah. Too many Bobs. Two I bobs, got a meeting one with the Bobs. <laughs> hey, what, what about that? You know, you talk about trivia. I got a meeting with the Bobs. Uh, office space. Uh, yeah, the there office There you go. Space. Thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> um, all right, cool. We are going to play some more music. I'm really 
uber excited about this one um, because this track, um, so it's a newer band. Um, I, I believe that we're going to also call them a, a super group. Um, they are uh, based in Germany. The band consists of uh, Ingo Nolman from the Do Nots on vocals, uh, Christian Cruz from um, Adam Angst and Waterdown. Uh, he's slapping the bass. Um, Benny Thiel was also uh, in the band. He's on drums. I can't. I can't pronounce the name of the band he was in before. Uh, Shot Shot Grins. I don't know. Um, and Peter Tadikin uh, from Pale One Man and His Droid on guitar. Um, but that's not even like my favorite part. So uh, on this debut album from this supergroup, uh, name of the band is Do Champ. Do Chomp. Do champ. I don't know. My German's horrible. Um, so on their debut album, they actually got a whole bunch of punk legends to join them and do guest spots throughout the entire album. Uh, so they had Dave Smalley of uh, Dag Nasty and Down By Law, um, uh, Stephen uh, Egerton, uh, Egerton, Descendants Stephane. and all, um, yeah. Stefan, Stefan. And uh, Brian McTurnan from Battery and Be Well. Um, but not only that, they also got one of my favorite all-time punks, uh, Jace, Jason Shevchuk of uh, Kid, Kid Dynamite and None More Black fame um, to join them on this track. And I have been jamming out this one quite a bit. Uh, this is from the 13-track debut LP, Slingshot Anthems. Name of the band is Duchamp. Name of the... Song is The Art of Defiance. That one was called The Art of Defiance from German punk act Duchamp. I'm sure hope I'm not butchering that. Uh, that was from the 13-track LP Slingshot Anthems. Check it out. Super group, lots of German punks, and they have a ton of punk heavyweights, including um, 
Jason Shevchuk. I knew that's why you picked uh, it. Brilliant. As soon as I I heard it too, I'm like, why does this sound familiar? (laughs) And then I looked down and, uh, you know, I I had thrown the band on a a playlist and then I saw Shevchuk on there and I was like, that's what it is. I have no shame. I will... um, Put Shevchuk on any yeah. song. What was on the album he came out with like two years ago? That was good. I still listen to that every um, once in a Yeah, <laughs> if you hadn't asked me, I could have told you. I know. Um, yeah, I'll it's think right. of it here in yep. a minute. But yeah, I still jam that one out. Um, I listened to that one on my last uh, trip for work. And I can't think of it now. Nope. You bastard. <laughs> um, I bet you by the time we finish this next song, I'll have it. Um, so this one was regular Bob's pick. I pulled his teeth and he actually sent in a pick. Um, and yes, you did send him one for next episode as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are ahead of the game. You can be lazy for the next I've, episode. I've got like three in the band because I also sent you that other band, uh, I think yesterday, who I wanted to play as well. Yep. So I'm, yep. I'm ready to go. So three. So you have uh, you've done your due diligence. Thanks. You, you can sit back and relax now. <clears throat> um, but I, I asked Bob to send something in, and I always like to kind of know what uh, genre, what subgenre they uh, fit into. And he said it's kind of emo. And I think what he was trying to say was post-hardcore. Um, so we're going to clean that up a little I, bit. That's I what did feel like it was a little post-hardcore, but I didn't feel like it was that post-hardcore. I'm pretty sure. we. I, I <clears throat> bet you they would call themselves post-hardcore. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Who cares? These labels, yep. they're getting to me. Yep. Um, but this is Bob's pick for the episode. Um, the name of the band is Fiddlehead. This is a million times.
mean, I kind of messed that up when I told you the name of the track is actually million times, not a million times, right, That's Bob? Fine. I could see that shit-eating grin on <laughs> your face. Fine. You were waiting to correct me. Um, so yeah, I mean, tell what it, it's your song, Bob. Uh, just it. a band. I, I was listening to uh, this other band called Gouge Away from a few years ago, and they don't have anything uh, new out. And I'm on Spotify, and I'm always looking for similar artists. And Gouge Away is like to me a much harder feeling band than this is but you know i find a band that i like and i always click through the the similar artists and i found this band that was uh newer and and had some good stuff going and actually a decent following already and then uh lo and behold the guitar player uh which is what really drew me in is the guitar player from basement which basement was kind of in that grunge revival back in like Mm -hmm. the uh late 2000s or the early 2010s is that what we call it? the 2010s um and uh this ends up being a super group too i mean i feel like this is the episode of super groups this would be our guess fourth, so, yeah. <laughs> fourth super group that we've mentioned um yeah, i but, didn't even plan yeah it that way. well it seems like they're becoming more and more common super bob mentioned fest it just becomes a bunch of super groups right of other bands that get together and play with their fucking side bands because they meet somebody <laughs> yeah, from another yeah. band and are these know. guys playing fest I have uh, no idea if they are. Are they? They might be. No, they're, they're, they're not. They're no. not. But ironically, they sound like they're from Gainesville, even though they're from Boston. <laughs> well, actually, so the guitar player, I believe, is from the UK. Um, but the rest of them are, are from Have Heart, which was a Boston, uh, Boston-based band. So, <clears throat> um, Do you guys was, know what a fiddlehead is? Uh, isn't uh, it a the head of a fern uh, bush or no? Yes, it's... It's the furled frond of a young fern. Yeah. Whoa. And you Bob. and then used nice as a vegetable. Work. They yeah, mm. you can ferment it in Japanese food. Uh, you you get them pickled or fermented and uh, they come I mean, in like brown or fiddlehead. Is mm-hmm. that like an uncircumcised penis? <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, pretty cool story about these guys when I was doing my research. Um, uh, I looked on their Facebook page and they uh, had a show that the venue had to change like last minute probably something to do with covid i'm not sure but um but they uh rented a school bus and took everybody from the original venue to the new venue because it was about an hour away and i thought that would uh that probably would have been a pretty fun bus ride (laughs) yeah that sounds awesome and then you got to take everybody back and drop them off as everyone's fucking drunk and throwing up and making out and pissing Probably in the corner of the bus. Definitely. You definitely. That, I hope it wasn't a, like a fully functioning Someone bus. shit yeah, <laughs> in the middle of the floor. Someone shit in the middle <laughs> of the school bus. Um, yeah, but good pick, Bob. That was uh, Mass- Boston, Massachusetts-based Fiddlehead. Um, and that was off of their new 10-track LP, Behind the Richness. So good find, Bob. Thanks. Good, uh, good Spotify scouring there. Thank you. Thank you. Um, also check okay. out gouge away if you like that gouge away was really fucking cool um they're a little older i was Indeed. like should i throw this out there gouge away and then i i did uh, fiddlehead instead yeah they definitely have a bit more of a following yeah so um okay so that's the uh the end of the the music section here i guess this is normally this is a spot where i have outro written on the <laughs> outline so uh, I guess this is where we uh, talk about the future and what what everybody's doing. So, uh, Super Bob, I know we talked about future shows, and you got some uh, three or four shows coming up in October. Uh, what do you have on the horizon just for life? What are you doing, man? What are you doing um, with the pandemic? 
Well, you know, the pandemic is tough. You know, um, we, we here in the open state of Florida uh, exist freely uh, with a bunch of crazy fucking people. And, uh, you know, for now, you know, life is good, you know, over here. Uh, the band is great. I play in three bands. Pigpen has a full lineup, um, you know, through October. We have a couple dates in November and December that we'll look ahead. Um, you know, Chris Barrow's band has, um, we're playing the 40 Ounce Fest in Atlanta in <laughs> January. So that's <laughs> going to be a pretty uh, pretty sweet thing that, you know, we'll make sure that you know, Dying Scene Radio knows about. Fuck um, yeah. What, what else is going on? You know, um, Pigpen has a brand new um, video out. We have a YouTube channel. Go check it out. Uh, official Pigpen is pretty much the way you find us uh, anywhere, whether it's uh, Instagram, Facebook, Bandcamp, our website. Just throw official in front of Pigpen and you'll find it, I guess. You know, it's on Twitter. We, we got all that stuff. We don't really ban it, but we got it. You send us a message, we'll read it, just like you. Months later. Yeah. At some point, <laughs> yeah. that message yeah. will be read. Yeah. Wow, we got a... We got a message from some guy in fucking the UK who thinks we're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Wait till I tell my landlord. That's um, awesome. All right. So regular Bob, how about you, man? Uh, you like doing? I said, nothing, nothing in the works immediately. Uh, Toys That Kill, uh, uh, which is Todd Collier's or whatever his name is uh, from Five Year Plan. His, his band's playing tomorrow at his bar, Sardine, which I'm always like, I gotta go, but I've always got fucking band practice or something else going on. I mean, so... I, I don't have anything uh, immediately <laughs> lined up. I know, I know, but uh, you know... I will uh, do my best to find something because we were talking about shows in, in October, Sarah and I, and yeah, then um, yeah. the Punk in the Park is coming out here in November, I want to say. So uh, soon enough, I'll be busy again with shows because there are yeah. things way down the chamber, but that's about a month and a half or two months away. Yeah, and we've got quite a few shows coming up here in October, so I'm going to be busy. Uh, should be shooting most of them. Um, uh, one of the shows I think I'm going to next month um, is uh, um, Adrian, our good friend in Plasma mm -hmm. Canvas. Yep. She's playing, um, and they've got a full band now instead of oh, nice. uh, just, just the, the two, two of them. Yeah. They, they were a two-piece before since we were on that topic earlier, uh, but they have filled out the band now, and I'm um, really looking uh, forward to going up and hanging out with her and uh, taking some pictures. They're going to be playing um, with Doomscroll, who we just played on last episode. That's some good folk punk for you, too, Super Bob. If you like Days and Days, you'd probably like Doomscroll. I'm going to write it on my list. There you go. Um, so looking forward to that. I love some good old-fashioned folk punk and uh, a couple other shows that are also hanging out there. So uh, be sure to check out uh, the Dying Scene Instagram page, my Anarcho Punk LA uh, Instagram page. All the pictures are going to be up there. Um, and that's uh, my my plug for the episode. So I guess we all kind of got one. Bob, did you have a plug? What are you plugging? Me? Nothing. Yeah. Other yeah. other plug super bobs? Plug your mouth. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Yeah. I have nothing to plug. <laughs> um, all right. Well, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this motherfucker up. Uh, we're going to play out with a pretty cool... We've never done this before, but there's actually two songs. It was kind of like a mashup of, of two songs. So um, it, it sounds like one song. 
you're not going to notice it, but you're going to notice when it switches songs. But it's, it's kind of like a, the, the frog in boiling water thing. You put them in when the water's <laughs> just like warm and then get it up to boiling so that he doesn't notice. That's how you're going to uh, notice these songs. Um, but this is some really good Midwest punk. These lads are from uh, Minneapolis. Uh, the song is from their newest release, Under the Table Number 2, which is a split album with comedian Kyle Kinane. He does a little stand-up yeah. um, uh, bit, I guess is what it's called. Um, but yeah, uh, really good. I, uh, we were talking about um, the, the Gainesville kind of sound. Northwest punk kind of has a unique sound to it, too. You can always kind of tell. I, you know, I think it, at least. Let, let me give a shout out before you play the song to Johnny oh, C. Yeah, Johnny C is actually, uh, he's in the slow death. Johnny C is a friend of mine. He's actually a co-worker, awesome. uh, and he's the guitar player of the slow death. Oh, uh, perfect. So we're getting ready to play it right now. So shout out Johnny Cellular. What's up? Nice. Johnny C. Fucking Johnny good music. Cellular. This this might be um, one of my favorite songs uh, of the episode. So cool. Good shout out. I'm glad to know. You, you know good people. Very talented people. Wait, he's, so. he, he, he's from Tampa, and he moved... Uh, he moved up to Minneapolis when oh. uh, Pretty Boy Thorson broke up, which was a Minneapolis band. And oh, wow. basically, you know, he came up there and uh, they started the slow death. And shit, that's been more than 10 years ago now, man. And, you know, they've, they've kind of done their thing. So, yeah, man. Yeah. By the way, they're festing. So uh. <laughs> they are not playing so. the not fest. They're not club. not festing. Well. Well, you will be there, so maybe you'll get to hang out with them, if nothing else. Um, but this one uh, was just released uh, via our friends over at Rad Girlfriend Records. Name of the band, as previously mentioned, is The Slow Death. And the songs are We Ain't Even Married and Fuck the Labor Pool, which is a cover of Young Pioneers. So let's play this motherfucker out, regular Bob and Super Bob. It was really great of you to join us. Thanks. Hey, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, bring me back sometime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Until next time, comrades, stay safe. Adios. See ya. Hooray!